Hello and welcome to the Mr. Brown podcast, where I reflect on my journey as an early career teacher with a special focus on mental health. I am your host, James Brown. The National Education Union, or NEU, which is the UK's largest education union with 450,000 members, has announced seven days of strikes in February and March. This announcement confronts teachers with a question, and I think it's a moral question. Should I go on strike? And this is a question not just for union members, but for any teacher. So on the government's website, it states that if non-union members go on strike, they are protected from dismissal and have the same rights as union members, as long as the industrial action is lawful. This industrial action, as far as I'm aware, is lawful. So this condition applies. This means that the decision of whether to strike or not is a decision for all teachers, not just for those union members. So what I thought I'd do in this episode is start thinking aloud about how to make this decision. Because I've never been in this position before, and quite frankly, I don't know what to do. Yet it strikes me as a very important decision. It's not a decision that should be taken lightly. So I'm going to start thinking out loud and start doing some research. And hopefully by the end of the episode, I doubt I'll have made a final decision, but maybe I'll be in a better informed position so that when I eventually do make a decision, it will be a better one. Because I think it's very easy in this situation to become a bit of a sheep, to not think for yourself, but rather to do what people around you are doing, and just to hope that someone at some point did the required thinking and made the correct decision. But that's a risky strategy. And even if it turned out that, say, if you went along with your colleague's decision to strike and striking turned out to be the right thing to do, you wouldn't get any credit for making that decision. You couldn't claim that it was the right decision to make because really you didn't make a decision at all. So I think it's paramount to think hard about this question, if only to appease your own conscience. But it's very tricky. What I've seen of the debate so far, it's incredibly messy. It's very easy to get lost. Very easy to become disoriented. And you would be forgiven for falling back upon your colleagues' decisions. Outsourcing the decision to someone else. It would be forgivable. But I'm going to try not to do that. So... The debate is a mess, and what I think I need is a principle that will help me sift through the debate. A principle that will help me decide between competing courses of action. So, on the one hand, to strike, and on the other hand, to not strike. And I think the principle is this. So, a teacher's highest priority is, perhaps indeed their only priority, really, is to educate and to care for their students. Now, some may argue that teachers shouldn't be responsible for providing care, but 
It can't be avoided. The duty of care is thrust upon us and we must accept it. So care has to be included among a teacher's highest priorities. A teacher must educate and care for their students. Anything that interferes with a teacher's ability to educate and care for their students should be avoided. So let's think about how this principle applies to the decision to strike or not. Now you may think that that if any course of action that interferes with a teacher's ability to educate and care for their students, if that course of action should be avoided by this principle, then teachers shouldn't strike. Indeed, the NEU has announced seven days of strikes, and on each of those days, if sufficient numbers of teachers strike, then schools will close. And in those schools, students will be sent home. And therefore, they will receive no education and no care from the school, which could be a real issue for vulnerable students in vulnerable families. So you may think that by this principle, then, teachers should not strike. It's the wrong thing to do because a teacher's job is to educate and care for their students. If they're striking, then they're not doing that job. Therefore, striking is the wrong thing to do. You may be tempted to think that way. But you could argue that that's quite a short-sighted conclusion. So if teachers currently operate within a system that is unsustainable. So I know for a fact that the profession has a real crisis of retention. So many teachers are quitting. Now, if a teacher quits, then there is one less person who is educating and caring for students. And that's a real problem. So according to the same principle, a system that forces teachers out of the profession in their droves should also be avoided at all costs, because that is very bad for students. So I think the question is, is it worse than students missing out on seven days of education and care? So the strikes have been announced on seven days. If an agreement isn't reached, students will definitely be losing out on education and care on those days. That will happen. And so we have to weigh against this a system which forces teachers out of the profession and results in, again, students losing out on education and care. The problem is, is that seven days is quantifiable. It is seven days where students lose out. The other alternative, where teachers are just quitting in their droves, it's more difficult to quantify how much education and how much care students miss out on as a result of that. I would guess that it's far more than seven days. I would guess that in the long run, it is far more than seven days. But the important thing is that that's a guess. And so what we have, I think, is a moral dilemma. So this principle, this principle where teachers should prioritise above everything else, the education and care of students. When applied to this decision, it gives rise to a dilemma. So on the one hand, if you choose to strike, schools are likely to close, in which case 
students will certainly be losing out on education and care. If you don't strike, however, then perhaps the system will remain as it is and teachers will continue to quit in vast numbers, which will ultimately result in students losing out on education and care, and arguably far more than seven days worth. So what do I need to do now? So, to summarise, the debate is a messy one. What I've tried to do so far is introduce a principle that will help us navigate the debate, and that principle has given rise to a dilemma about whether to strike or not. And the question now seems to be, would not striking result in students losing out on more than seven days worth of education and care? If so, then I should strike. I think I think that's right so far. So at this point, it's become an empirical question. So to answer that question, I actually need to go and do some research and try and figure this out. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. So there'll be a brief pause here. It'll last only a few seconds. But in real time, I'm going to go away and I'm going to read some articles. I think my main source of information is going to be the BBC. I'll try to find via the BBC people who are arguing in favour of strikes and people who are arguing against strikes. And I'll try to weigh their arguments against one another and ultimately try to find an answer to that question. So let me repeat it one more time. Will not striking result in students losing out on more than seven days worth of education and care? If so, then I should strike. It's something like that. Okay, I'll check back in with you shortly. Okay, so I've done some reading. For many teachers, it seems to be a decision between striking now and hopefully changing the system or not striking, the system stays the same and then they may quit within the next few years. If they strike now, their students could lose out on up to four days of education and care. So I should clarify there that there are seven days of strikes in total, but no individual schools should undergo any more than four days of strikes. So choose to strike now and students will miss out on up to four days. Of education and care, but don't strike now and quit later, then students will arguably lose out on much more education and care. So here's a statement from Dr. Mary Boosted and Kevin Courtney, who are joint general secretaries of the NEU. They said, this is not about a pay rise but correcting historic real-terms pay cuts. Teachers have lost 23% in real terms since 2010, and support staff 27% over the same period, 
the average 5% pay rise for teachers this year is some 7% behind inflation. In the midst of a cost of living crisis, that is an unsustainable situation. Okay, so in response to this statement, I have two questions. The first, suppose teacher salary was brought in line, at the very least, with inflation. Would this improve the cost of living crisis at all? Now, I have a very, very basic understanding of economics. But from what I know, inflation is driven by people spending money. If people spend money, companies increase the price of their products. And that's what inflation is. It's the rate of increase of prices, I believe. So, suppose that teachers were given their pay rise and suddenly had more spending power. In response, inflation would rise further, in response to which interest rates would rise in an attempt to control inflation. So by raising interest rates, you encourage people to save rather than spend, and this is meant to curtail inflation. It just doesn't always work. But many of those teachers who received more money, had more spending power, contributed to a further increase in inflation, would then be met with higher interest rates on loans such as mortgages and may well be left in the same position as they were before. So if it's the cost of living crisis that we're trying to ameliorate for teachers, then an increase in salaries now while inflation is still such a problem, that might not be the best way to do it. But like I said, I have a very basic understanding of the mechanics of economics, and I don't know what the alternative would be. It's so tricky. If people are going hungry because they haven't got enough money, give them more money, but when they have more money, the price of bread, for example, will increase further. So the fact that they've got more money won't necessarily get them any more food. They may still be in exactly the same position, except now interest rates have been increased to combat the inflation, the increased price of bread. So that person that you gave more money to originally may in fact now have less money because they're paying more interest on their mortgage. Honestly, it's so tricky. And I don't know how that cycle is meant to be broken. If you have a background in economics, please reach out and explain this to me. But the point here is, if the NEU wants to help teachers through this cost of living crisis, an increase in salary now may not be the best way to do it. So that's my first question in response to this statement from the general secretaries of the NEU. My second question is... Are teachers quitting over salary? So I did some research. While pay is one factor in the decision of many teachers to quit, apparently it isn't the greatest factor. 
the main factor when it comes to teachers leaving the profession is, apparently, workload. So in a poll of 1,788 teachers by the NEU, 44% said they would leave by 2027. A fifth said they would leave as soon as within the next two years. This decision was largely down to heavy workload, with 52% responding that the workload was unmanageable or unmanageable most of the time. This is up from 35% in 2021. So the main reason that teachers are quitting isn't pay. I mean, that is a contributing factor, but the main reason is workload. So... That would seem to suggest that if we want to stop teachers quitting the profession, then the main focus of the strikes should be workload rather than pay. Okay, so let's have another quick summary. A teacher's highest priority should be the education and care of their students. This is the principle by which we're trying to navigate this very messy debate around striking. So, the decision for individual teachers seems to be strike, in which case students will miss out on up to four days of education and care, but by striking, you may be able to change the system and reduce the likelihood of quitting later down the line. The other decision would be not to strike, continue labouring under the current system and possibly quit within the next five years or so, in which case your students would again miss out on education and care and far more than just seven days worth. So the system needs to be changed such that fewer teachers are quitting. That should be the goal here, I think. The NEU is striking over pay. The assumption there is that teachers are quitting because they aren't getting paid enough. However, surveys and polls suggest that the main reason teachers quit is because of workload. Pay is a factor, but it's not the main factor. So it would seem to make more sense if the NEU was striking to reduce workload rather than to increase pay. So instead of teachers themselves receiving more money, for example, maybe the schools should be receiving more money so that more TAs could be employed, for example. That might reduce workload. The NEU has also cited the the current cost of living crisis as part of their argument that teachers require more pay. However, if teachers have more spending power, this may drive inflation up even more, in response to which interest rates rise and the teachers may find themselves with less money than they did before. So that's where I currently stand. I've done a morning of thinking and research, and if I were to base my decision on what I know at this very moment, I probably would not strike for the reasons I've outlined. 
However, the strikes won't be held for several weeks yet. I may yet change my mind. And I think that's important too. Think hard about the issue, do your research, but also keep an open mind. Okay, there is one more complicating factor. And I attempted to think my way through this one to begin with. And it resulted in about 20 minutes of rambling. And I felt I didn't get anywhere by the end of it. So I'm not going to subject you to that. But I will still present you with this complicating factor. Okay, here it is. So suppose you decide not to strike. Yet enough teachers in your school do strike so that your school ends up closing anyway. The kids have been sent home. They've already lost out on education and care for that day. Should you join the strikers? You could say that you are now faced with a new decision. It's no longer the same decision. You could say that all you can do is to decide how best to use the time that's given to you. That's a Gandalf quote. And the best use of your time in that situation may be to join the strike, try to change the system so that fewer teachers are quitting. However, I fear that may make you a hypocrite. And it may be better to essentially oppose the strike by working from home if you feel the strike should never have taken place. And I will leave you with that because this has been rather exhausting. And despite having not reached any firm conclusions or decisions, I still don't know whether I'll strike or not. I do feel that my dialogue with colleagues moving forward will be more informed and any decision I eventually make will be a better one. And these do feel like preliminary reflections. So please do get in touch with your thoughts. And if my thinking changes in any significant way, I'll be sure to record another episode. This episode took a couple of hours to make, which is about average. And I try to do at least two episodes a month. If you think that work is worth at least the price of a coffee, two to three pounds once a month, then please consider becoming a patron and helping me cover the costs of producing the podcast, which currently stand, I think, at around about £12 a month. Any contribution would be greatly appreciated. As always, the link to my Patreon page will be in the show notes. If you enjoyed this episode, please spread the word in person and on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at MrBrownPod or email MrBrownPod at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate and review in your directory of choice. Please also consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash MrBrownPod and helping me cover the cost of producing the podcast. Thank you and talk again soon.